You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. So, you are in the mood of buying a home soon. I know, it's exciting, exciting life milestone. But it also can be really intimidating. So, I wanted to chat with you today about some of the more technical things, or aka a real financial planning advice that you can start to put into motion if you're really starting to consider this next step in your financial life. Now, I know we are all um, have been particularly more exposed to this idea because of the pandemic and our the way that our work life has shifted. And so the value of actually owning a home has magnified for all of us because of the circumstances of, of where you had to work, where you had to keep your family and all of that. And that is fine. Um, I don't think these are the bad reasons for you to want to buy a home. But I am looking at this, first of all, for you from more objective position, right? I want to see and I want to help you see if the numbers work. And then, of course, buying a home is very emotional purchase. I have resisted it myself, Yuri and I actually together for a very, very long time. So I totally understand if this is the first time you're buying a home, if this is not the first time and you're looking into the next phase, right? The next home, it could be also uh, still very emotional um, kind of a situation. So let's talk about practical things, put emotions aside and make sure that that things work in the overall finances, and then you can make decisions, right? Because I promise you, if you've never done this before, there's going to be a, a time and a place, right, in this process where you can release all of your emotions. So until then, let's look at the actual numbers, right? I mean, I think that's the easiest way to put it. Okay, so I'm going to kind of break it down for you into three different parts, right? And I think for this for this particular discussion, I think it would be good for you to take some notes. So number one, I want you to focus on this and write it in big letters. Do not overspend. Okay. And again, I, one of the fun things I tend to do is I load up my Zillow app and I just like browse properties. I'd like to know what's, what's on the market in the area that I live in. I'd like to know, you know, what's for sale. I'd like to know what's sold. I look inside uh, and, and look at the actual you know properties how many bathrooms do they have what do their floors look like what about the backyard um i i this is like the window shopping for me in terms of looking at real estate and so i i think a lot of this research is something you certainly should do because it gets you the feel of all right well here's the house that i really like it has all the rooms and, and the features and the colors and everything 
but the price isn't right. So it kind of gets you into that mood. So before we kind of get into the don't overspend mode, do give yourself an opportunity for window shopping. I know some folks really uh, get involved with the real estate agent, and that's great. You should. Uh, Yuri and I kind of took a bit of a different route. Um, but anyway, we can talk about that on the separate episode, how to look for a home. But all right, so don't overspend. I want you to work it backwards. And what I mean by that is look at your spending plan. Uh, spending plan. And so a spending plan is something that allows you to see all of your expenses and then all of your income together. Like your income coming in, right? And you're getting your paycheck, or if you have a business, there's something, right? There's income coming in so you can pay yourself. What is your bottom line, right? I'm sure you're paying for housing expenses at the moment, right? And maybe you're paying high rent at the moment and you're thinking like, okay, for this kind of money, can I afford to buy a home? So I want you to look at the first, like your baseline lifestyle. And that's where the spending plan helps. I am not a big budget person. That's what one thing you'll learn about me. So the question that I'm trying to answer with looking at your overall expenses and lifestyle and your income that's coming in, not what's going to come in the future. I mean, it's a good way to look at it, but unless you're buying that home two years or three years or five years from now today, okay? Because you, if you're evaluating this today, that's what you need to figure out. Because yes, income could increase. Yes, you can get a raise, but that's not guaranteed, right? So you could wait until then to pull the plug and plan for it. But if you're evaluating it today, that's what we're looking at. So how much can you afford, right? Look at that. I want you to really think about the fact that if you're a renter at the moment, the rent payment doesn't really equate to the mortgage payment. You can't just say, okay, I'm paying, and I'm really throwing out here Bay Area numbers in terms of rents and and housing costs. But whatever it is in your area, and some areas might be better in terms of right? Rent payment versus the value of the home and a mortgage payment. But it's not always the same because there's more things that you have to pay for once you become the owner. I mean, it's just, that's where that emotional side of you is going to come out and you're going to want to improve stuff. You're going to have maintenance on the home. And so it's not just the mortgage payment, property taxes, insurance that is going to equal to your rent payment. So I want you to be a little bit more cautious in terms of calculating those numbers. Next, I want you to think about how solid is your emergency fund? And is it in place? Right? A lot of times, even still today, with all this going on and interest rates being so low, lenders do want to look at, and they do, they ask you to provide all of your accounts, retirement accounts, investment accounts, savings accounts. They have to assess whether you are actually worthy of them lending you this this money, right, for a mortgage. And so having an emergency fund in place that you can show that, look, if I can't, if, you know, for some reason can't make income, this is where I'm going to pay my mortgage. So I am definitely um, advocating for you to start to build that. One kind of a tip to keep in the back of your head, keep your emergency funds or rainy day reserves or curveball account separate from your home buying bucket, right? So create a separate account. That way it's really easy to show. It's really easy for you to have your eyes on if you're saving and continue to save for that down payment. Of course, credit score, right? You've got to work on if it's not where you think it needs to be or if you've pre-qualified for a mortgage, right? And you've gotten some feedback from the lenders and that's really going to come down to what kind of rate you're going to get. And I think because the home 
purchase is one of the largest purchases you're ever going to make, you may want to really work on your credit because that's the one that's going to cost you the most money in the long run, right? If you can get a, the best rate that's out there on the market, then that's the ultimate benefit. And then, of course, what other debts are there, right? What else is, what, what other obligations are you responsible for? Do you have student loans that you're paying on? What does that look like? Do you have other debts? Are there personal loans? I hope there, there aren't, or I hope there's not credit cards or credit card balances that you're carrying, because a lot of this is gonna play, or all of it, I shall say, is gonna play into that equation of you being able to pre-qualify. And yeah, I, you know, most likely you will. It may come at costs in terms of higher rate or points you'll have to pay. But looking at your cash flow, that's why it's the first kind of item I started with, that backwards ideas. You don't wanna be house poor. I promise you, you don't wanna be house poor. These emotions of wanting to own are not forever. You get, it's like it's this high and then you just get over it and then you're gonna be stuck with the reality. So I just want you to be sober, right? Sober mind, not drunk from the wine or whatever, but when you're making this decision, right? is what is it that you can afford? So don't overspend, my friends. It is definitely not worth it. And of course, I don't wanna leave this out because that's what really allowed Yuri and I for all these years to focus on um, saving, right? Instead of buying home earlier. And I think, you know, of course it's different for all of, all of you. Everybody has different situations and, and needs, but because we were we had a target in front of ourselves right and then really didn't see the value of having to buy the home because I still really truly believe it's not it's not an ultimate asset um, because you still have to pay for it you have to put a lot of money down but we can talk about this in another day I'm, I'm still for you and rooting for you to um, to get this this exciting purchase okay so please 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 don't over don't overspend it think about this in a lot more details all right my my number two kind of area to talk about is the down payment so set a down payment goal of course it's all going to be driven by the purchase price where you live and what is it that you can afford what is it that you already have and, of, and, and also what's required, right? There are definitely lenders up there that would allow you to put less than 20% down, and that's fine, that's actually awesome. But again, that backwards working this into your cash flow, how are you gonna be able to afford it? So when you're thinking about the down payment, how are you going to fund it? Do you already have savings in place and you've been saving, right? Or are you just starting from scratch and you're looking at this um, in terms of, you know, I'm going to accumulate this much funds in the next however many years, right? So thinking about your timeline. Maybe perhaps you already own a home and there's quite a bit of equity that you've built up. I've had a lot of these conversations probably over the last, like since October of last year, when or even probably all last year, 2020 and, and heading into the 2021 with clients who have been you know owning homes for a while rates are were extremely low and so refinancing or even thinking about cashing out and going to the next home so what is that equity plan for you going to be like are you going to sell the home if you're wanting to buy the next one to get your down payment down payment funded because there's some logistical steps if that's not the case then i'm circling back to to the overall equation do you have your emergency fund in place? It's almost like this checklist. Check. 
What about the next bucket? The next bucket, if you're saving for this down payment, where is it coming, coming from? If you have investments, I, I really highly suggest for you to think about where are those investments? Are they all in the stock market? Are they in the bond market or real estate market or wherever? Are they sitting in gold or, are they, or is it just cash sitting under your mattress? If it's a short timeline until you really wanna pull the plug and make this purchase, you probably may wanna think about reducing the risk of market fluctuations because you want to have the funds available for this purchase once you're ready. So think about that. And then of course, where, you know, where the rest of the funding will come from if it's if it isn't already in in these types of accounts. So you're going to borrow. That's also a strategy. You can borrow for friends and family, right? You can also borrow from um from other types of accounts. And I don't wanna get into it too much today. I just want you to really think about the goal for the down payment. And so you see, it really comes from first starting to do a little bit of window shopping and knowing the area you wanna be in, the prices for the homes. Could you buy a home that needs to be fixed up and you know perhaps pay less money or save less money for the down payment, but have reserves to do a bit of improvements. And that's the route that you and I went, uh, but it took us a little bit of time to figure out. Didn't really see it, right? I was looking first at homes that were just like, I wanted a newer home. I didn't wanna like have to do a complete remodel. And yet we still ended up doing quite a bit in the home that we bought. But I quickly realized that even the homes that were remodeled, and you know we're selling for a little bit more in in terms of prices we're still not exactly done the way i wanted it and so i figured hmm if we're going to do this why not do it to a liking that we want and so anyway uh, a home remodeling a whole other project um i love to talk about that stuff so we can we can do it do another episode on this now my number three kind of point here is to give yourself a timeline so establish what that timeline is going to look like how long is it going to take you and you may be surprised how fast you may be able to find a home that you really like or you actually may be thrown thrown off by the fact that it's really hard to get something there's a lot of offers or you aren't just going to find something that you really you know, fell in love with and have to have. So just being realistic about this timeline. Sometimes life throws us into situations where you're like, I've got to move and all I have two months to do this. I hope not, but because the the more time you have or the better ahead you prepared, right, financially, that's all I'm talking about. Because a lot of this other stuff, it, it really just falls into place. And it takes time for, for, for the dust to settle. The more options you're going to have, right? And it's not gonna be not only emotional decision because it always is, it's a home, it's a place where you create a lot of memories and you're raising your family, you spend a lot of your time in, but it's gonna give you the timeline, it's gonna give you options, and that's really the most important thing. So, you know, it's, it's funny because the pandemic has really thrown everything off in terms of like, when is the best time to buy homes? Because spring tends to be that for you know for the real estate market, and maybe we can like almost forget 2020 and never think about it again, and go back to pre-COVID life. But spring, right? And so once school resumes, it's going to be a little bit more back to normal in terms of when do people actually move, and at least that's my hope. So just to kind of give you some some ideas, but. 
I think at the end of the day, buying a home should be a really well-planned process. And you need to think about developing an effective down payment plan because it's it's a big step and what you want to is is not to feel silly, right? Or feel feel regrets about the decisions that, that you make. So give yourself some time to weigh options. I talked in general terms here because it's a very customized, right? And very specific plan. But I think if you at least consider one one of these options or all of them, that's already gonna get you ahead way ahead. And if you're planning for this into the future, that's even better. So I'm excited for you. I, I really truly have have personally come around in terms of being a homeowner. And um, I know it's an awesome, awesome step, but take some time, give yourself some time to plan for it. Um, because it's going to look a lot better on the other hand, other side, once you get there. All right, my friends, Share this episode out. Don't forget to subscribe. Let me know if you have any specific questions. Until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.